In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on Toginet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now here's your host, Lou Paget. Welcome, everyone. Lovely to be here this week of Valentine's, which for me actually is something where it's not just doing things for someone else. I think really the focus should be doing things for you, because until you become that person who, you know, hate to sound like a broken record here, and truly lovable, you're not going to energetically or magnetically pull someone in. Tonight, my guest is someone who absolutely knows about being a Valentine. My guest is Valerie Ramsey. She is the author of Gracefully Looking and Being Your Best at Any Age. And to put it mildly, she has the life skills that has kept her being a Valentine over 51 years of marriage, including six children, going back and starting modeling at 63, writing her first book at 68. And Val, are you on with me now? (laughs) Hi, Lou. Yes, I'm right here. (laughs) Thank you for such a nice introduction. (laughs) My dear, when I first met you in Toronto, and that was two years ago? Uh, Yes, uh uh-huh, just about. And we had met at this conference, and I thought, this woman is fabulous. And by the way, my twin sister said to say hello. Oh, give her my love. I remember meeting her so well, too. Yes, that was quite a time. (laughs) Indeed. But what I thought I would like to do this evening, my dear, Uh is to pick your brain on, and, you know, you can be as specific as you would like, on what are the things that worked for you to keep your relationship on the rails? Because I'm sure there were times when things weren't necessarily as smooth as one would have liked. And what are, you know, and and I also want to go over how you have seen things change that make things work in relationships, like the messages you got relative to sexuality and relationships that might have changed and how those messages changed, for example, with your children. Okay. <laughs> so, do you want, do you want me to? Do, okay. Do you want me to just yeah, start with something? Like tell me where you'd like to start exactly, Lou. Okay. What I'd like to start with. What were the messages that you were told about sex when you were growing oh. up? 
Wow. Well, you know, um, I went off to boarding school when I was seven years old. I didn't have a whole lot of close, intimate family time with uh, with my mother. She was traveling and working, and I spent my summers uh, with my father, and uh, he would have been the last person in the world to ever bring up the subject of sex with me. <laughs> <laughs> he was just, you know, very, uh, sort of typical cold engineer, and one just didn't, you know, discuss those things. You, you know how it was, especially in the 50s. And uh, and I went to a very, very strict all-girls boarding school. So, um, you know, sex was something that was rarely discussed, and probably everything I knew I learned, you know, from my peers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't even have a whole lot of dating experience until I got to college. So my my um, knowledge was very, very limited. And then I was young when I got married. I had just turned 20. And so I really didn't have much of a dating background behind me. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, looking back on it, I was just so tremendously naive at that stage. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a lifelong learning process and something that has changed over the years, uh, particularly, I think, after the last baby was born and after the kids were raised. By the time I got to menopause, you know, things change for all of us. And uh, our bodies change and mm-hmm. the way, you know, we respond changes and everything else. And I think it was at that time that I started really paying more attention. You know, you get to the point um, at that age where you don't just take um, a healthy sex life for granted the way you can when you're 20 because it's all so easy then. <laughs> right. It becomes a lot more complicated and it becomes a lot more um, mental. I almost think, as as you get older, and you ha- you have to learn, uh, you know, sort of broaden your your horizons and expand the way you think about your physical personal relationship with your with your spouse or whomever. Mm-hmm. The, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. Because I mean, what you did is you touched on like four or five different areas of things that I, you know, questions that I wanted to ask you is uh-huh. that when you speak of the thing of it becoming more mental, the research that Rosemary Basson has done at University of British Columbia focuses on that, that for many women, what happens when their lives become so busy, they it isn't until they are in the action of doing something that their brain brings them into it. It isn't like the libido is like, woohoo, let's go do something. It's mm-hmm. when the brain gets involved after the action has started. Now, and, and you know what? I had forgotten that you had been sent away so young. Yikes! Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but here's the other thing. You did what just about every generation does. You learned from your peers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and whether or not they did or did not really know, <laughs> it, just, it kind of ends up being, you know, hey, um, you know, they may have, their, as I call them, equally ill-informed friends and peers. Right, me, right. Yes. That, you know, without, without telling tales, my dear, because um, I always say that I wear pearls and that's, you know, pearls are sort of like the guiding light on for me on how I oh, deliver exactly. information. <laughs> I have on ropes of them right now, Lou. <laughs> I have on my large blacks. Um, did, so what were the differences then? Given what you knew and you were naive, how did that change what 
and you gave access to information or that you, you know, told your children? Well, because my children, um, when I got married, I, you know, I think my whole outlook on life really became much broader, and and as I learned more and more about the world and how it works and relationships and other people, I became a whole lot more broad-minded than I had been. I mean, because for the first time in my life in many ways, I was being exposed to things that I'd never been exposed to before. And I, and I liked that, and I liked learning about these things. But um, when my children came along, of course, I, I had them all in rather rapid succession. And so they saw me pregnant, you know, and... and and so obviously that led very early on discussions of where do babies come from. And I was very, very natural and, and, you know, very upfront and frank with them on a level that was appropriate for their ages. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then boys and girls, little ones growing up together, they see each other running around the house naked and everything else. So in our house, it was just a very natural thing. I mean, now, my husband and I did not walk around naked in front of the kids. I mean, sure, I might have taken a little one into the shower with me or something, or they, you know, they were standing around when I got out or whatever. But it was yeah, you know. <laughs> the lack of privacy that mothers have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, uh, so who? Bananas, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Finish what you were going to say. Oh, I was just going to say, as, as they got older and as they grew up and... As my own um, body started changing and as I started learning about, you know, so many of these different ways to express your sexuality that, honestly, Lou, I had never known about. I, I really had no clue. I really thought that when you made love with somebody, it was the mission style and that was it. And I, I never knew that there was ever any other, you know, position except for that one. I mean, that's how naive I was. <laughs> hey, you know, I have to tell you that for most people, what we do know, um, yes. and this is something that we as, you know, as a certified sex educator, it's a common thing among my mm-hmm. peers. We do know people are going to learn. The question is from whom and how. Yeah. Right. And, you know, most uh, you know, parents don't want to talk to their kids about things. They go like, woo-woo, and I say something, they're going to go off and go do something. Well, you know, people know how to drive a car off a cliff. That doesn't mean they're going to do yeah. it. And right. there's really, when you think of what happens as you are, you know, growing up, the biggest thing you want to do is grow up. And the biggest reason you want to do that is you want to do the things that are associated with being grown up, being an adult. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. driving, that's drinking, uh, drinking drugs, whatever, and sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we give people all kinds of information about driving <laughs> and about drinking, but we seem to forget to tell them, you know, the one place that we all come from that we don't give we don't give them the information in a way and as you said you know relative to your kids that's age appropriate right I, right I, you know and i you know we had our conversation you know we're going to go to a break here in probably about a minute and what i'd like to do then is come back and have conversations with you on some of the things we had spoken about you know like what were the things in your book gracefully that sure. you discussed that do make the the things 
different, that do have things, because most recently there's, you know, Boston Globe article that I have sitting here from, you know, the Trojan News of the Day, and what it does is it speaks to that we know we are sexual throughout our entire lives, and whether we call that intimacy or whether we call it intercourse, but we know that it isn't, as you said, you only knew, it's kind of like you only knew the language of one thing until you found out about other stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, and exactly. That, you know, so what we'll do when we come back, because we, I think we have about 15 seconds here, we okay. are, we're going to go over some of the things that you go over in your book, Gracefully, Looking and Being Your Best at Any Age. My guest is Valerie Ramsey, and we are going to go to break and then come back and go over some of her ideas. And if you can go on and see Val Ramsey, ValerieRamsey.com, you'll see who I'm talking about. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Christian work-at-home moms, here is your own show on toginet. It's CWAM, Christian Work-at-Home Moms, with Jill Hart and Diana Innan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet. Um, I'd love to share with you just a little bit about how CWAM can help you, whether you are new to the work-at-home world and just starting out your search, or whether you've been working at home for a while and are looking to grow your business. Jill Hart is the founder of Christian Work-at-Home Moms, CWAM.com, and co-author of So You Want to Be a Work-at-Home Mom. Jill has worked from home from 2000 and started her home-based business to assist other Christians who desire to work from home while maintaining a godly life. And Diana Ennett with virtualwordpublishing.com. I really, truly want to see you succeed, want to share the joy that I have in being home with my kids and being able to build my own business. And she's ready to help you now. Christian Work at Home Moms with Jill Hart and Diana Ennett. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. 
Welcome back, everyone. My guest this evening is Valerie Ramsey, author of Gracefully Looking and Being Your Best at Any Age. And before the break, I said we'd like to, you know, come back and discuss some of, you know, the because both of us have books. In my book, The Great Lover Playbook, I discuss what are some of the best ideas, tips, and techniques that people shared worked for them. And Val, I'm going to do like a quick little quiz here with you, okay? Okay. All right. Okay. Sexual turn-ons and the things, because, you know, intimacy and intercourse, you know, they can be the same thing, but they don't have to be. And one of the things, you know, getting yourself connected to someone is one of the most powerful things you can do. And what people have told me is that one of their most powerful behaviors is being respectful of their partner. Would you give that a oh, check? Yes, abs- I, I think absolutely. Of course, that's that's you know extremely important. Um, you know what's another another big turn on for me, <laughs> and, and you wrote about it in your book, and it's so true. It's shared laughter. You know, it's, you know <laughs> uh, about something that has nothing to do with sex. Or believe me, as you get older, there are plenty of times when you really need to laugh at what's going on in the bedroom too, because it's so different from the way it used to be. <laughs> right, well, <laughs> but whatever you know, whatever it is that you are connecting with, and just just having a wonderful, great laugh that connects you, that starts the intimacy. And and for me, that's just you know one of several things one of the things I do tell men is that if you can make her laugh you are halfway to the bedroom oh absolutely because absolutely. But, you know that shows that a you understand them you get something about them personally that no one else and particularly if you have that same that same sense of humor is the mm-hmm. thing that has you you know look at the world the same way Sure. And I've watched men, you know, say, you know, unfortunately, my beautiful bride doesn't understand my sense of humor, and my heart just hurt for them. Yes, that's sad. But, you know, that was, again, their, their choice yeah. on it. Do yeah. you, um, other turn-ons? Be oh, I have another big one. Okay. Yeah. Enthusiasm. And I think it's just as important for the for the woman as it is for the man. You know, um, I, I do speak to women's groups a lot, mm-hmm. and and I I really enjoy talking to them about the subject of sexuality because it's such an important one. And the feedback I get from them is, oh, thank you for bringing that up. You know, I I really have so many questions or so many issues or you know, it, it's so great to be able to talk about that in in a safe environment you know like this whatever the meeting is that that we are all together in and um you know they say to me you know i oh i've put on 20 pounds since we got married and i you know hate to have my my husband or my lover see me the way i am and and it just really has been such a turnoff for me now to make love because of i'm so insecure about my looks and my answer to them is forget about that if you are 
receptive and enthusiastic, enthusiastic, and you make that man know that he is the most important person on the face of the earth to you, and you cannot wait for him to come and jump into bed with you. Believe me, the last thing he's going to care about is, you know, your little uh, pot tummy or whatever it is. You know? The size of your thighs. I, mean, I know what both women and men have told me in my seminars yeah. that I do worldwide, that uh-huh. their, their best lovers have not been the best looking. They have no. not had the largest respect of body parts. Mm-hmm. You know, clearly there are some people who are size queens. And, but what they have had, and they don't know, um, the, you know, the great, great amount of stuff either, but they have had and been enthusiastic and wanted to be there. Yes, and you know that's the number one thing to make the other person feel really, really wanted, mm-hmm. respected, and wanted and desired. Oh, absolutely! Because when you know when that feeling comes from from your heart, I mean, what you know, what man or what woman could possibly turn that down? And. It's something that you never, ever want to forget about, you know, through the years after you've been married 20, 30, 40 years. You know, you never want to take that feeling of warmth and gratitude and enthusiasm and appreciation and everything else away. Always, you know, put it out there and and then let your body and your mind respond to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're going to keep that love going for a long, long time. Well, when we, you know, we we had spoken earlier, one of the things that I see, and I see often with long-term relationships, mm-hmm. the attention part goes away, and then they start taking things for granted, and that oh, is, yeah. that's a very slippery slope. Mm-hmm. That is a very mm-hmm. slippery slope, and yeah. when so when these women come up to you. Mm -hmm. After a conference, you know, you brought up the subject of sexuality. Mm -hmm. Is it their body image that's the biggest issue for them? Well, it's one of the big issues. And then another one, of course, is just the way due to hormones and so forth that our bodies change. And as we get older, you know, we start to dry out and uh, it takes longer to get stimulated and it takes longer to respond and sometimes, you know, nothing happens at all. And so it's just... Intercourse can become painful, so it's it's you know all of those things that really become troublesome. Troublesome. I'm sorry. Troublesome. Troublesome. To, to to them too, and and I know quite a bit of it can be due to hormone changes, and that there mm-hmm. are certainly things you know that can be done to help that. Uh, one, uh, there's a doctor down in Sarasota, Florida, Dr. Leonard Rubenstein. I know you've been on his show, Lou. And um, he is a specialist in uh, hormonal treatment for um, uh, oh anti-aging, I guess you would say, and mm-hmm. uh, you know keeping the body in balance with uh, your various hormones and bio. Um, what do you want? To, what is it? Bio identical hormones. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, uh, and so forth. So you know, there's a lot that that can be done. But women are very, very hungry for information along those lines, and and how to compensate for the ways their bodies are changing. Well, and then that's true. Yeah, and then I just you know I I have no problem talking to them about 
this, um, you know, and, and I'll say one of the most important things that you can hang on to as you get older really is your, your sense of adventure and your um, willingness to take a risk and, above all, your sense of humor and sense of adventure because you're going to have to start trying new um, new techniques, new positions, new, you know, just a lot of new things that you might not have even thought before, especially if you grew up in in such a strict environment as I did. You know, I, God, I never even heard about oral sex until I was 40, probably. <laughs> I know, and you know what? You are not alone, my dear. But you, but you did talk and you did speak in your book on, you know, the adventure of new. The yes. new risks and that, you know, it's okay to be shy about these things because. Yeah, it's kind of nice because it keeps, it keeps it fresh for such, you know, a much longer time. You know, you don't get jaded by the time, you know, you know you're 22. <laughs> right. And you, and here you get to be a student all over again. Yeah. You know, and, and that keeps it all fresh and alive too. And, and, uh, you know, when you're really young and you're 20s, you, Probably you wouldn't need to think about sex toys anyway. You might, but you know, out of sheer um, pleasure and interest well, and the delight and everything else. Of it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, when you get older, you almost have to sometimes. Hey, you know, there's a reason why they refer to them as mother's little helpers. But okay. you know, you, you know, you touch on this one thing that truly, and and this is what I say to people when. You are going into something that you don't already know. You are a beginner. And the beauty of being a beginner is you're not expected to know. Beginners mm-hmm. get to learn. And beginners get to do things that go, like, ooh, splat. Okay, that didn't mm-hmm. work. Let's try something else. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, you know, I had one woman who um, had ordered from my website a vibrator. And I only carry things that are like top 1% of the 1% of all the stuff that's out there. And she ordered a vibrator, and she got one called the Hitachi Magic Wand. And someone had told her she needed one. Well, she didn't realize that this thing is the size of your arm. (laughs) I've seen them. They're huge. They are huge. (laughs) I said to her, and she sent it back, and she said, I am so sorry. I am 75. I've never had a vibrator. But she said, this is just overwhelming and that's the thing <laughs> and it was that if she needed to have someone guide her and get of you know course. like this is the get this size try this and here's the other thing that people often also aren't aware of that the actual size of a woman's clitoris is just not the glands clitoris area it's not that teeny tiny little nub it's actually if a woman if someone looks at their hand Put your hand away, palm facing down. Your index fiddle and your middle finger, that's about the size that it actually is on either side of the entry into the vagina. So there's legs to it. There's It goes back into the body. And the other thing, it's that thing for both women and men sexually. If you don't use it, you will lose it. You need to keep that tissue healthy with the vasocongestion, with stimulation. It's mm-hmm. something... That, you know, the hormones will do certain things, but you need to make sure that the blood flow is there as well. And that blood flow, you know, is as a result of, you know, the the arousal. And So, Lou, are you saying then that... that by having more frequent intercourse then that men could maybe avoid the need for Cialis or Viagra? Well, those things, we're going to come back to that 
because we're going to go off in 30 seconds. The thing with the blood flow issue is also something that's systemic for a lot of men, that as they um, get older, all the, the microvascularities, and that's what, yeah. you know, the penis is, even though they don't think of it as micro. Exactly. But we will cover that as soon as we come back from the break, okay? Stay with okay. us. I'm here with my guest, Valerie Ramsey. This is Lou Padgett. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Craig Deswalt is the creator of the Rock Star System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from the competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDuswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Duswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Tugginet.com. Come learn with me as the show created as much for the host as the audience. Join host Danny Walker, Wednesdays at 11, noon central on Tugginet.com, as she invites you to get your boots on and walk through life's triumphs and troubles with her. Come learn with me as the beginning of a movement, a community filled with caring people who share information, allowing everyone to participate, gain, and grow. What works? What doesn't? Your host, Danny Walker, is a self-proclaimed student, not expert. And she'll share very candidly passions, perspectives, failures, her family's battle with illness, her restaurant inspirations to keep being a wife, parent, and more, all the while including industry experts, disease survivors, and guests to add to the mix. For more on Danny and her show, go to dannywalker.com, D-A-N-I-Walker.com. If you've ever searched high and low to find answers to sickness, disease, and debt, come learn with me, and let's get our questions answered together. Come learn with me with host Danny Walker, Wednesdays at 11, noon central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here this evening with Valerie Ramsey. And the reason I asked her to be my guest is this being the week of Valentine's and we're focusing on relationships, this is a woman who has spent 51 years being a Valentine to her husband with six children. She went back into the work world. That was a 54, Val? Yeah, 53, uh-huh. 53, then, mm-hmm. and it was... Um, 
uh, why am I drawing a blank? I'm going to say Monterey, but it's not. At um, Pebble, Pebble Beach. Beach. Pebble Beach. Mm-hmm. And then did your started your modeling, wrote your first book. And what you speak of, also, here's the thing. Being a Valentine, being connected, being sexual is really such a mental thing. And before we went to break, you asked the question, so if a man is sexually active more often, will he not have the need for Cialis or Viagra? And my response to that, I'm not a, you know, andrologist, someone who studies male hormones, but I can tell you for a lot of men, it assists what has been a drop-off of good circulation to their um, microvascularity, the smaller vessels. And also, as men age, they also go through a drop-off of their hormones. It used to be, they said, 2% every year from the time you are 25. Henceforth, by the time you're 50, you have lost 50%. They are changing and adjusting that. But that's also, you know, so... The hormones right there, I had one gentleman tell me, you know, when I was uh, 19, you know, a pretty girl would walk by, I'd be saluting from across the bar. He said, <laughs> and he says, now the result is she has to come over. He, you know, he said, I'm 45. He said, she has to come over and sit on my lap. <laughs> but here's, here's what I do find for, particularly for men who are going back into the dating world, if they have been widowed or, you know, a, a relationship has ended, they will use these as something so they do not end up having, you know, the problem of not having an erection when they mm-hmm. really want to. Because sure. that is, mm-hmm. that is just, st- that's like one of the worst things that can happen during a lovemaking event is for a man to lose his erection. Of um, course. You know, that's when they really say, it has a mind of their of its own, and uh, <laughs> indeed, it does. Now, let's go over something. You had mentioned some of the things in your book that have that you worked with as you got older that you realized you needed to do. It's almost like there was more planning or there was more awareness of what the environment was that you were in that you were trying to create? Yes. Uh, I think I think as, as uh, you're in a relationship for a, a longer period of time, you really you need to work at keeping the intimate side of your relationship strong and healthy. And I think that foreplay really starts, you know, the night before if you're a morning person or, you know, in the morning if you prefer to hold off um, any physical activity until the nighttime. But it's an all-day thing, you know, where it's it's maybe just a look or a touch or showing um you know, making a point to show real appreciation to your partner for something that he or she has done for you. Um, taking t- taking the time to pay extra interest in in your partner, and you know, just creating intimacy that way. Because uh, then, by the by the time you're ready to make love, the person in your life really feels you know, very connected to you and very much like they they really love you and they can't wait to get close to you and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, yeah. and, as, and as we're speaking, you know, one of the things that I think people often overlook, as we mature slash age, whichever term one prefers, we mm-hmm. are always aware of taking care of our health. And one of the things that I always tell people is you also have to be aware of your sexual health. 
And that oh, is, absolutely. You know, that is, that's part of it is how you feel about the, yourself. You know, you spoke with the women uh-huh. who said, oh, I'm 20 pounds heavier. You know, yeah. her, her sexual health is, is also part of how she identified of what she looked like. Um, whether, you know, you identify as being, you know, straight or gay or bisexual, that's also a part of your sexual health, how you perceive yourself. And when you were speaking, you know, of the thing of the attention, and mm-hmm. my comment is what you do at 8 in the morning impacts what happens at 8 at night. Very much. On mm-hmm. an ongoing basis. And attention truly is one of your most seductive behaviors. Absolutely. And I think, you know, just taking that thought a little bit further when a couple is separated, mm-hmm. um, you know, during during the work day or one travels a lot or they both do or whatever, still it's that communication that is so all important. It's phone calls, it's emails, it's whatever you do to stay connected. But, you know, I, I, as a woman, I can say that that kind of connection is very, very important, and I'm sure it is to men, too. Oh, no, no question about it. Particularly, it's that shared history that's between the two of you that oh, yeah. no one else shares with, which when we go back to, you know, attention being one of the most crucial things, one of the things I tell people to do is please turn the TV off in the bedroom. Oh, goodness, yes. <laughs> I mean, that is, like, that is like, you know, turn the TV off and roll over. It's like, no, excuse me, that's like having a third person in your bedroom. Don't oh, do that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but when you yes, spoke of, no. you know, as a woman, sharing the history on a day-to-day uh-huh. basis with someone, what mm-hmm. that does is, A, it puts you back up on, you know, sort of like the, the front shelf um, mentally. And for men, what often happens is women, I mean, I think men in the area of relationships and sexuality often are not given as much credit as they deserve because the majority of men are good men and they really want to do whatever they can do to have their partner feel terrific or to enjoy themselves. And we end up hearing so many things on the men who do things badly because the men who do things badly are good for a a media show and good for news. But the majority of men are taking care of the family, taking care of things, going to work, doing what they do. And Mm -hmm. that's one of the things I think often when we come to touch, you mentioned that, of how important mm-hmm. touch is. Yeah. There's a re- recent study coming out of Sweden that speaks to that men need to be touched three times more than females in order to maintain that oxytocin connection, oxytocin being the brain hormone sure. that is the, mm-hmm. the connecting hormone. And that right. oxy- oxytocin can also occur when you're not around one another, when you share the history by, and you hear their voice. And they go, hey, this is, you know, and men love to share things with you. And they like to be told, you know, this is, this is so simple. This is like, you know, relationship 101 that mm-hmm. you would have, you know, with, with a child or with an animal. You treat them nicely and you say, hey, you know what, you really make my world. You know, you do yes. something fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> when you make them feel uh, how important they are, when you make them realize, you know, Gosh, you know, I really can make her laugh, and I can touch her and make her really feel good. Uh, I can put my arms around her and know that she just feels like the safest, most protected, valued woman in the world. Men love to do that for their ladies, and it just makes them feel so good, however they can pleasure her mentally or physically. 
Hear ye, hear ye. One of the things when, when I know that sometimes men will often not say things that really they really, really like, and I'm going to mm-hmm. use this one, that um, a bed that is nicely, you know, like a bed that has, that looks very sensual, you know, uh-huh. I'm not necessarily talking about something that's got all kinds of frou-frou stuff on it, but a lot no. of men have said that Getting into a freshly made bed is just so yummy. Because think about it. It's contacting the largest sexual organ of your body, your skin. Oh, absolutely. And it, just it has, visually it's so inviting. So you can just, you know, imagine how it feels when you, um, you know, actually climb into it. Oh, sure. And, and just having that set up. Now, uh-huh. may, do you have any of... I'm going to just touch on something that um, there's a um, Trojan Council has done a uh, review and an online study of condom use uh, over ranges ages of like 18 to I think it's 18 to 75, and what they looked at is condom use in various age groups, and the older age groups are not using condoms as much when they're going back into new relationships. And I know that I have seen friends of mine who this surprises me, and I don't know if you've seen the same thing or were aware of, the number of women who do not insist on a man using a condom when they are over 40, 50, and 60. I can... um... I can see where that could easily happen because when you're younger, you have two strong reasons to use protection. One is you don't want to get pregnant, and the other is because you're afraid of getting some sort of sexually transmitted disease. So when you become older and the fear of pregnancy is no longer an issue, okay, that's half your reason gone. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I think, too, that if you're... Um, starting to date again, and you're dating a man who is, you know, just squeaky clean, super presentable, super successful, you know, just the whole sort of ideal picture. It's probably very easy to assume, too, that he has never been in any kind of a relationship that would compromise his sexual health. And, you know, you're he's probably just absolutely fine and safe, and you don't have to worry about it. Now, if it's a playboy kind of a guy that you're running around with, you know, um, you know, then you then it might be a little bit more obvious that you can't slough off on this. Hey, you know, here's the thing, though. You have you have no idea, even based on they seemed like they were nice. And oh, I that's bet. One of the yeah. things, you know, I have constantly said to people, please, whatever you do, make sure you keep you safe because. Yeah. The, you know, and, and this is something that now is part of, you know, the new dating world. It isn't enough to say, are you or have you been tested? It is almost like going together and being tested together or showing one another the results because too often we don't get told the truth in this. Now, on that note, we are going to finish that. We are going to go to a break. I am here with my guest, Valerie Ramsey, and we will be back with Sex Talk with Lou after this next break.
This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on TogiNet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, the Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what the Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to Team Driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Valerie Ramsey, author of Gracefully, Being Your Best at Any Age, Looking at Being Your Best at Any Age. And Val, you said that there was one paragraph you thought was perfect. <laughs> yes, I'm taking it out of um, my book, Gracefully, Looking and Being Your Best at Any Age, which, by the way, was uh, co-written with my daughter, Heather Hummel. In fact, I have to say, Heather wrote a large portion of this book with, uh, you know, obviously input and insight from me, but uh, she's a wonderful writer, and this book wouldn't have happened without her. However, when it came to the chapter on sexuality, the ball was totally in my court. <laughs> But there is one thing here that I would just like to share with your audience about sexuality. If you are fit and strong, you feel sexier. If you have self-confidence, you feel sexier. If you feel good about your body, faults and all, and are tuned into your own sensuality, you definitely feel sexier. If you are open and loving and have a good sense of humor, that's sexy. 
Power is sexy. Success is sexy. Glamour is sexy. So are honesty, vulnerability, tenderness, sweetness, and enthusiasm. Nothing is sexier or more desirable than a lover who truly needs and desires you and whom you truly need and desire in return. Find what works between the two of you and continuously explore these and other ways to keep your love and your love life alive. And that kind of summarizes, you know, a lot of my thoughts on on sexuality. But I want to also be sure um, to say that especially as as we get older and we're exploring new ways to keep that sexuality alive, there is no better guide that I have ever come across than your book, Lou, called The Great the Great Lover Playbook. Well, thank because you, my dear. You, you really, it's really true. Um, it's, you know, it's all the sexual techniques and, and all the various things that go along with that. It's not something that we're all born knowing about. I know, it's, not It's a not learning at all. process. And not at all. so when, you know, really educated, highly respected uh, people in the field of human sexuality put it together in an easy-to-understand book the way you have, I mean, it's, you know, you're doing all of us such a huge service. And I can't tell you how much I, and I'm sure I speak for millions of other people, too, appreciate what you do. Oh, well, thank you, my dear. Um, the background, for those of you who may not be familiar, my fourth book, The Great Lover Playbook, is a compilation of what the best ideas are of long-term couples, such as Valerie and others, who they said these are the behaviors, the attitudes, the techniques, the things that they did that had them stay connected and had them, you know, and they're small. They're just little tiny things, you know. It's something... and. They're not big, long chapters. So you can look at them, as I say, you know, the little bite-sized morsels that, you know, it would be something like I would say, turn the TV off when you're in the bedroom or just opening this up, fight fair or learn how to. And, you know, there are so many different ways. When you're making love to someone, it is your body saying what words cannot, right? thought that's one of the best expressions I ever heard. And yet, as, we, as you said, Val, we're born of this, but none of us are born knowing about this. It's like learning another language. And sure. we want, you know, we want to learn in a way that works, and we want someone, we want information from someone who knows what they're talking about. Exactly. Because, you know, if you hear someone who makes a point of telling you how amazing they are at sex, I don't care what country I've been in, I don't care, my books are in 28 languages and in 60 countries, I don't care what anyone says, everyone, whether it's a woman or a man who says it, everyone rolls their eyes and goes like this, right. They don't believe <laughs> <laughs> And you know why people do that, if you think about it for a moment? They're marketing themselves. They're saying how amazing they are so that it's almost like throwing that, you know, little hook into, you know, the fishing, you know, barrel. <laughs> and, you know, maybe you want to come and try and, you know, do some things. Now, one of the things that we did speak about, Val, is you asked about, you know, Cialis and Viagra. Another mm-hmm. thing that I think people have to be really aware of as we age and as we mature are the impact of a lot of the medications that we're taking. Good point, Lou. Yes. Because that is something I have people arrive and they say, I have absolutely no libido, I have absolutely no desire. 
And we've become a lot better at giving people, you know, whether it is as a result of them getting online and looking at what's happening, but whether it is, a, you know, an antidepressant, whether it is a mood stabilizer, an anti-anxiety, uh, whether it is cardiovascular, recreational, mm-hmm. <laughs> alcohol is a real downer, and I'll tell you, smoking yeah. is one of the worst things that men can do. If they knew what that right. did to their erections, they'd stop immediately. Yeah, uh-huh. Cholesterol, uh, drug to lower your cholesterol, I think that's another one, isn't it, Lou? Yeah, yeah Lipitor. Mm-hmm. And yes. I, when I look at these things, I want people to know their body can still function, you know, and here's the issue with a lot of these meds. They're being given off-label, which translates to there have not been drug trials for the reason they're being prescribed to people. For antidepressants, I will speak to this. This is Dr. Stuart Shipko's information. Seventy percent of the prescriptions that are written for antidepressants are off-label. And a lot of the impacts of these things, people may think it's their body having, you know, doing something. Well, yeah, your body is as a result of the impact of these things, of yes. these medications. Yeah, so, and people don't know that. That's right. No. I mean, and, and we know that for some people, these are, you know, life-saving and life-altering drugs. But for a lot of people, when, you know, exercise and going out and doing something can be equally as therapeutic as taking a pill. We have got Mm -hmm. to realize we've got to take care of our own body and our own sexuality and not have someone deliver a pill because it goes, (laughs) da-da-da-da-da-da. Right. And we also spoke of, as you did, the changes you know, the change that occur oh, yes. with money, with body, with children being around. And everything, you know, everything we do in our lives is about a change. You know, mm-hmm. five minutes ago wasn't now. That's and right. That, and, you know, and that's something that, you know, you, you laughed. You know, when we were talking, I was speaking with you and asking you if you'd be on the show. And you said, hey, you know, you've got to know that you have to have permission to know, to, to go and learn new things. Because... Yeah. Yeah. You know, if your intention is to keep your connection with your partner, uh-huh. you know, sometimes you want, you know, you know, a quick meal. Sometimes you want the full meal deal. Sometimes you only want dessert. Right. <laughs> but or you, you have want to have dessert first. <laughs> exactly. <And> sometimes. <laughs> but that's the thing. You may want to have different types of dessert. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what, and when I, when I wrote my books, the reason that they became the bestsellers that they did is because they have step-by-step illustrations on how to do these techniques, different manual techniques, different oral techniques, so that a couple can look at something and go, you know what, I think I'd like to try that with you. That's one of mm-hmm. the biggest turn-ons for people. Sure, sure. It's like, it's like you're said, the one... Uh... Yeah, I, th- I read a suggestion that you had where you, you took the book and, and highlighted um, things that would be interesting maybe to a partner, and then a partner would take the book and highlight it in a different color of things that would be interesting to them, and then you then you trade off the books and, and, let, <laughs> and, and then let them uh, sort of peruse what you've thought about them. Just that would get them going, I would think. <laughs> exactly, and I know what couples have done. If they... Um, and when I did my um, an interview with Bill O'Reilly, he asked yes. me. He said, "Are there illustrations?" I said, "I said yes, of course." And he said, "Are they are they large?" I said, "They're very large." I said, "You can see them at night." <laughs> I, but, but the most important thing that some couples will do is they will hold the book so that their partner can see what they're doing and follow step by step. <laughs> <laughs> this one woman, 
she was going to do a particular um, manual technique, and uh-huh. her partner said, okay, Annie, it says here, use a lot of lubricant and rub your hands together so that your hands are warm. And the man looks at her, and he goes, honey, rub your hands together really well, because they're often cold, okay? <laughs> but what that did is have the two of them completely crack up. Of course. You know, going back to, you know, the sense of humor being the thing that, sure. you know, that the shared thing between the two of you. Now, exactly. Now, we're going to be going out here, Val, in probably two minutes. So I wanted to let people know that I have my next Los Angeles area seminar, the ladies seminar, here on um, March 11th in Los Angeles and actually the Beverly Hills area. Now, what is your next upcoming thing that you are doing, my dear? Well, let me see. Uh, Well, I'm doing a casting call for a very upscale yachting kind of a thing in San Francisco tomorrow. That's the sort of the modeling side of my uh, my life. Uh, Friday, I'm doing a radio show on heart health. Yesterday, I did speak to um, a large banking association, a group of women, on what's next. And it was these are mostly 20 to 40 year olds. Uh, talking to them about how do they go after the new next great chapter in their lives, how do they recognize it and pursue it. And that's something that I really love to talk about a lot and also am um, developing a television show for Mm -hmm. men and women based on that theme. No, I, I love that. Now, anyone, you can go on to Val's site, and it's Valerie Ramsey, V A L E R I E. Ramsey, R-A-M-S-E-Y, dot com. And you can see um, some clips. You can see, you know, some of the Today Show episodes that she has done. And But one of the things that will never, that, that is always around Val, is she has the most upbeat, take-no-prisoners sense of humor. And trust me, her life has not been the easiest road to come down. She's had impacts on things, but you have always, Val, had that. You know what? As you said to this presentation you did yesterday, you go on, you look forward, you know, you and, you know, the inspiration that you are for people in the role model is phenomenal. Oh, well, thank you so much, Lou. That's really sweet of you. <laughs> I really but it is, appreciate it. I'm on Facebook, too. Uh, oh, that's and right. I, and, I, and I tweet when I remember, too. <laughs> exactly. Well, Val, it has been absolutely my pleasure. And you must let people know that they can get this, you know, as a free download on iTunes after it has aired. And okay. it has been my pleasure to have Valerie Ramsey with me this evening. I am Lou Paget. This is Sex Talk with Lou. Thank you again for being here with us. You can find me online, Facebook, and Twitter as well. Bye for now. Thanks, Val. Thank you, Lou. Talk to you Thank soon. Thank you for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget. 